else? Anybody else got a testimony? This is Lori's time. This isn't my time. This isn't nobody else's time. This is time we come in here and we worship the Lord and we thank Him for what He's done for us. It's an honor to be here tonight. I told the pastor I'm stuck in between about four different messages. And uh, so you pray for me. And uh, as I'm not good with names, Jim, yeah, Jimmy, you were sitting there talking about a quarter of the way, halfway, or all the way, and he saved us all the way, you know, and I'm thankful for that. You saved tonight and you're glad about it. Amen. 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 I'm going to read you some scripture and then I'm going to get on with the message. It says in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infinite, nor abusers of themselves, nor mankind, with mankind, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkards, nor reviles, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. But here's my favorite part. And such were some of you. But, here's the part. You're washed. You're sanctified. But you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. Amen. You glad you're saved tonight? Amen. Look to the person on your right hand and say, I'm glad to see you here tonight. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you done good, brother. Now look to the opposite side and do the same thing for the other person. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, you pray for me. If I mess this up, it's my fault. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 10 and verse 30. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. I pray that you get help out of this. This is nothing about me. Uh, people ask me, say, how come you go to where you go and, and you do what you do? I said, well, it's pretty simple. I said, I'm just running a race, trying to help others get to the finish line. I said, that's all I'm trying to do. That's all my job requires. That's all God requires of me. Uh, One day, uh, I know pastors heard it many times, but old Jackie Miller would say, I'd like to stand before the Lord one day with this old King James and say, Lord, all I've ever preached was was confound inside your book. Amen. And That's all I do, and that's all I'm going to do tonight. If you're able to stand, we'll stand in reading His Word. Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 30. Everybody there, say amen. Amen. That's more than 50%. Amen. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down to Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at that place, came, looked on him, and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Now, compassion is love. Jimmy talked about that too. So, brother, I believe you was confirming this message. Amen. And he went on, and he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. And he set on him his own beast and brought him into an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence. And he gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Now Jesus is going to ask a question. He said, Which of these three thinkest thou 
was the neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. Now he asked a question in the beginning. He said, you know, who, who do you think your neighbor is? Now, he said in verse 37, he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Father, Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house tonight, Father. Lord, but without you showing up, without this, without you showing up, Lord, this message will just not be anything at all, Father. I pray, God, right now, Lord, that you would just hide me behind the cross, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just anoint me from the very tips of my head to the soles of my feet, Father. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that I just preach it with power and authority, Lord. It's nothing to me, Father. It's all about you, Lord. So you take my name out of it, church. Take my name out of it, and it's just about you, Father. We came here to worship you in spirit and truth. God, I hope that the church gets something out of this tonight. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. You may be seated. As I was talking to the pastor, I, said, I, told, uh, I told him, I said, I'm taking a sabbatical leave. I told my pastor, I said, I'm taking a leave and I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to stop for a while. And I said, I'm going to get recharged and I'm going to get back to the charging station. I said, I'm going to sit on the back pew. I said, don't look at me, don't preach to me, just don't call me to preach, just let me be. And that's what I'm going to do and I'm going to feel comfortable about that. He said, that's great, brother. He said, the whole church is flooded. If you haven't seen it, then our church has been flooded from the top roof all the way down. And we've been remodeling and the guys have been working tirelessly. And the pastor said, I could really use you at this point. And this was about three weeks ago. And about the time that I said that, two hours later, this guy out of nowhere, had, I had no clue of who he is. And he found out about me and he said, brother, would you come and preach? I said, I'm on my way again, Lord, here I come. And, and I'm, but I go around to these churches and, and some of them, I see people and, and I see their faces, brother, and I, I look upon them and it's like they put the facade on, but yet there's something missing on the inside. And, and I was feeling, whenever I told my pastor this, I said, I'm feeling about half dead. Now, I didn't tell him that. He's going to look on Facebook and he's going to find out now, but it don't matter. But anyways, he can. it's good. But anyways, I was feeling about half dead and I was just tired and I was weary and I'd seen people who were tired. I'd seen people who were weary. I'd seen people that were wanting to give up. I'd seen people who had broken homes, but yet they were still coming to church. I'd seen people who had broken marriages, but they were still coming to church. I'd seen people who had broken and things that were going on, the uh, health issues that were going on, and they were just about half dead, but yet they were still coming to church. And, and I got to think, and I said, you know, I read about a man one day that was about half dead, and he fell among the thieves, and they ripped him of everything that he had. And I thought about the world today, and I said, you take a Christian outside the church, and this world will eat you alive. That's what the devil tries to do. He tries to take you out one by one one. Amen. He doesn't try to take out the whole congregation all in one piece. He will work pew by pew, person by person, and he will try to destroy you. He came to kill, to steal, and destroy. If you haven't seen it, look around at the shape that this world is in today. I just read you 1 Corinthians chapter 6 uh, verses 9 through 12 or 10, whichever one it was, and you'll see that there are people like that. It 
says in 2 Timothy, know this, that perilous times shall come. That means dangerous times will come. Turn on your TV and see how many things that are going on. You don't hear about people getting saved. You hear about a shooting. You hear about a killing. You hear about something else. And you hear about things that are going on. The devil is doing his best to try to split the church and split everybody in it. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Where are you going with this preacher? I hope tonight that you get some help through this message. As you see, there was a man and he came down. He fell among the thorns and then the thieves came through there and they ripped him of his raiment. They took his garments off him. As you look down through there, you can read on just a little bit and I'm going to paraphrase these people. You see that the priest walked by his way and as he walked by his way, he seen a man that was sitting over there. He was over in the brush as you call it. That's what we call it on the east end of Eli. Amen. Over in the holler. He was down and out. Amen. And as he looked upon him, the priest looked over and said, I want nothing to do with him. I just can't do nothing for him. Just let him lay there. Maybe somebody else will come through. Maybe somebody else will help him. Maybe he'll get help somewhere else. I'm going to label him as the minister. Amen. So if we can put this in technical terms today, that way you'll understand of how I'm preaching. But I believe that the preacher walked by, looked at him and said, there's nothing that I can do for him. Amen. As you read on down through here, you see the Levite. I looked up the definition of the Levite. And as you go back and you look in your Greek uh, uh, concordance, it means a person who performs a duty, a service. As they are uh, a, a musician. They can be a uh, song leader. What I'm going to label them as, they can be a trustee. They can be a deacon. But brother, as he walked on by, he said, here I am. He said, I'm a member of the church. And there's somebody down here. He said, and the priest just walked by, which was the minister. And he said, and now the deacon's walking by, but he can't do a thing for me. He said, what am I going to do? He said, I'm just going to lay here with somebody, not just help me for a little bit. He said, I'm just going to lay here, and I'm going to be this way until the end of times. What's it going to be? He said, the priest passed by my way. It had nothing to do with me. He said the Levite who worked in the church, who built the walls, who put the doors in, who hung the windows, who done everything, that put everything in order, that prepared for it. Thank you, brother. Amen. Now you all can get an extra 30 minutes out of me. Somebody shout it out. Hallelujah. Amen. But he said... These men just walked past me. They wouldn't have nothing to do with me. You remember a time in your life when everything, Brother Smith, when everything was out of order, out of chaos, and you couldn't do nothing about it? There was nothing that, as the pastor said, he came looking for me. Amen. I didn't go looking for God the night that he found me. He found me, and when he found me, he convicted me, and Brother Jimmy, I went looking for him, amen. It didn't take me long to cold trail, which is actually what we call a hot trail. I was real hot on his trail. I know I need to be saved. But we're going to get back to this man. He's laying in a ditch. He's been beat. His raiment's gone. The preachers walk past him. The deacons walk past him. Everybody's gone past him. And now we're looking at him. But then 
a Samaritan looks upon him. And this man's different. He has compassion upon him. He has love. Look around this world and tell me that you can find love, amen. The only place you're going to find love is in Christ, amen. And this man has compassion upon him. He said, let me do you a favor. He said, let me bind up your wounds. He said, let me pull the oil in. He said, let me put the wine on you. He said, let me clean you up. Let me tell you something. The day that Christ, the day that Christ saved me, he, wounded, he bound up my wounds. He took me and he poured the oil in. He sat there and he said, you're one mind, amen. That's how good God is. Somebody help me now, amen. Do you remember the day that you was lost and undone without God or his son? You was destined for hell and everybody and their brother walked past you. They didn't want to have nothing to do with you. Oh, but along came God. And he said, that one right there, that one's mine. I want that one right there. He did it for me. He did it for you. And he did it for you. Amen. It says before the foundations of war, this was the destiny of Christ that he would go to the cross and that he would die and that he would bear the punishment and that he would take the sins that I could go free. Amen. Hallelujah. But in here it says, Whatsoever thou owest. He said, I'll come again. He said, and I'll pay it. He said, and I'll take care of you. He said, and whatever it is, all you got to do is tell me. And when I come back, he said, it's already been paid for. Ain't you glad that you got a God in heaven? That's already paid the way. <laughs> we were sitting back there singing, come and dine. I looked over at my son and I said, you hungry? He said, only if you're paying. <laughs> but see, the Lord's already prepared it for us. And all we've got to do is take of it freely. And so many people miss this right here. Preacher, you don't know what they did to me. Maybe I don't. Preacher, you don't know what they did to me in the past. Maybe I don't. But I got a simple explanation for this. Preacher, whenever my grandmother was going to church, they sat in my pew. May have. But preacher, you know, I was sitting there one day and, and they preached and it hurt my feelings. Maybe they did. Preacher, one day, one time I had my foot stuck up in the aisle and, and, and you took your big foot and you smashed it. Maybe it happened, amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm glad I got a round trip ticket because <laughs> sometimes I ain't coming back, amen. Some of them don't like it, amen. But I was sitting there thinking, I said, but let me ask you this question. What has God ever done to you? What has God ever done to you? I can tell you what He did for me. He took a sinner that was unworthy of anything. I was unworthy of heaven, but I was worthy of hell, amen. I knew my destiny. I knew who I was. I knew what... Oh my goodness. I knew my cost. And the, for me to sit there and say that I can have a proud look, I can't do it. Why? Because whenever you figure out the price that it took, that God bankrupted heaven to send His only Son to die in my stead, that I could have life and have it more abundantly, bless God one day and I'll get to go to heaven, amen, and be with my Father, be with my Christ, and be with my family. Bless God, doesn't make a Presbyterian shout hallelujah, amen. recess this one. Thank you Lord. Amen. And all these people just kept on walking by. Didn't want to have nothing to do with him. I'm glad today that God showed up in my life. 
gave me a wife, gave me two sons, gave me another preacher in the family. Bless God, we're going to be full of preachers before long. I don't know. And I got thinking about this the other day. I said, man, it's going to be good when my wife has to whip him. I said, I can't wait for this one because I'm going to say, what are you going to do, whoop a preacher? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he poured oil into his wounds. Do you understand that that oil... Now you've got to take this oil back to its Greek context, amen. You've got to take it back to its original roots. That oil meant honor. Do you understand that God was pouring oil? He was pouring honor right upon him. He was saying, I'm honoring you. He said, I brought you from some place that you couldn't bring yourself out of. The priest walked by, the Levites walked by, and you couldn't do a thing about it. But I paid your way. I set you in the end. I put you upon my own beast. I paid for everything that you've got that you could have life. And people today are still wondering why they look around and they're half dead. You want to know why they're half dead? Because they're sad that the priest walked right past them. They're sad that the Levite walked right past them. They're sad that people today walk right past them. I'm not sad at all. I'm happy about this thing. I mean, I'm like a German shepherd with his head hanging out the window and slobber's going everywhere. I like to be around God's people that's happy about something that they've got, amen. That knows that they've been born again. That knows that, bless God, hallelujah. That knows that God can still heal, amen. That God can touch, amen. That God can bring a drug addict right through them doors and save them just the way they are. They don't need AA or NA or anything like that. They just need the master, amen. So when he walks by, bless God, things ain't ever gonna be the same. You know, it says, therefore, if a man be a Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away and all things are made new. Why is that? That you don't go to places that you used to, preacher. It's because I've been born again, saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm a new creature. Now my mind's completely warped. My wife's over here going, yeah. Hallelujah, I could have told you that. (laughs) But I've been born again. You see, I can go to those places. I can but there's a conviction that starts walking up inside of me saying, you remember when you was in them, that thicket and they took your raiment, your clothes? Yeah, you was laying in them bars and you was left for dead and nobody wanted to have anything to do with you. You remember who pulled you out of that pit? That was me. Amen. amen. That's why I don't go to those places no more, Amen. That's why my tongue is not as filthy, amen. That's why God cleaned it up, amen. God, Paul said to bridle the tongue. He said, if you can't bridle the tongue, he said, don't worry about the rest of your members of your body. He said, you're going to have it completely out of control. He said, when you get your tongue in order, he said, your life's going to get in order, amen. That's the reason I talk a little bit different, amen. That's the reason I don't sit there and I watch the filth of this world on TV, amen. I watch Andy Griffith and that's about as R-rated as I can get in my house, amen. Hallelujah, somebody shout there, amen. I think I just broke the mic. Hallelujah. Somebody get a hubcap. We'll take up an offering. i get another one in here. That's the reason I don't do the things that I used to do. Because I know the person that I used to be. And I'm not that same person anymore. 
That person died out to sin. Long time ago. Are you perfect? Absolutely not. I know my wife sitting there going, hallelujah on that. Can you cook? Nope, it don't matter. I know that I'm not perfect, but I'm striving for the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus, that one day I'll stand before Him. And I've said this a thousand times and probably preached it a thousand times, Pastor. I've done it a million times over. See, Brother Caleb, I've got to stand before God one day. And I've got to give an account of my life. And He's going to do one of two things. He's either going to say, enter in, thou good and a faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. We'll make you ruler over many. I told Robert Mosteller one time, I said, Lord, I can't imagine us being ruler over many. <laughs> he never answered. Amen. Or he's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. Could you imagine God... And you're standing there and him saying, I never knew you. Created for a purpose and a cause. What's the purpose and a cause, preacher? To worship God Almighty and to have reverence for Him. You see, I don't fear man, but I fear God that can take both the body and the soul. The body as Ecclesiastes tells me, it's going to return into the dust. But the Spirit's going to return into God who gave it. And on that day, I'm going to give an account. And I want everything to be just as good as it can be, brother, amen. I don't want to water it down. I don't want to do nothing. I just want to sit there and proclaim that I love Jesus, that He saved me, that everything else has walked past by me in this world. But I'm glad that the one that was walking And I was sitting at the back of the church. He was calling my name. Who was he? It was Jesus. I knew that I was lost and he kept calling me. Lanny McDougall looked over at me and he said, you better go. I was scared to death. I got up out of my pew and I got saved that day. I don't even remember what I prayed. It wasn't in some big prayer. Elijah only prayed 63 words and the fire came from heaven. Amen. I don't even know what I... I can tell you this. I went home and I laid my head down on my pillow. I was working in the coal mines and mom woke me up the next morning. I believe I was off that day. I had to be off. She woke me up. She said, you okay? And I said, I've never felt better, mommy. I said, there's a peace that passes anything that I've ever had in my life. I said, I can't explain it. It's just about like grace. I can't explain it, but bless God, I can feel it when it rolls through this body, amen. Whenever God says on the scene, bless God, you can't explain it, amen. There's just something inside that you can feel it though and you know that it's real. I'd rather have something real inside this life and know and leave out of here. Amen. A lot of people's looking for it. They're dying to have it. You understand that people today are dying to... There's going to come a time when they're going to be dying to have what you have right now, amen. When God says, it's done, we're out of here. Call my church home, I'm done with this, this is over, call them out of here. There's going to be people not blocking that door down. There won't even be a door in here. They'll be screaming, God, just save me, it's going to be too late by then, amen. Amen. I'm glad. There was a man that had compassion upon me that thought enough of me 
You see, the Bible says that we're not redeemed by corruptible things of silver and gold from your vain conversations passed down by the traditions of your, your fathers. He said you're redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You can't buy it. I don't care how much money you got. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. It's just by grace or you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It's not of works. Lest any man should boast. Because our Lord knows if I could work for it, I'd sit up there and say, Woo, look what I did. But it's not about me. It's all about Him. Amen. So maybe you came in here tonight, and it's okay. I've been feeling about half dead. Amen. And I got a renewing the other night that I never had for a long time. And confession's good for the soul. Amen. You say, preachers go through that stuff? Bless God, you can get me and Craig and set us down sometime and we can tell you about it. Amen. Go through depression, anxiety, and everything else. But you know what? God's seen us through it all. Amen. But let me tell you this. I know one who can fix it all. I know one who can bandage it all. I know one who can pour oil in it. I know one that can make honor out of it. I know one that went away and said, I'll come again to receive you and tell myself that where I am, there you may be also. Where you want to be, preacher? I want to be where he is also. Amen. There's going to be a time that he's going to call me out of here. We were sitting there one time, and I'm going to close with this. I know we're on Facebook, and I'm going to tell it anyways, whether they like it or not. Hallelujah. Amen. It don't bother me one bit. We was pastoring a church. They got into this big ruckus. There was a lady in our church that was a saint of God. This is how the devil works. You listen to me, church. You listen real good. <clears throat> Half of them just tuned in, I guarantee you. <laughs> That's how the devil works. Yeah. They was watching NBC Live now. It just turned up on Facebook on her TV. But anyways, she was 100 years old. She'd squeal. She'd shake those little hands. She was about this tall, white hair. Could tell you stories. Lost her son. I mean, she had great-grandchildren. She passed away. Well, the family decided to have the funeral. She was a member of our church. Decided to have a funeral down the road. I was like, hey, whatever. You know, if that's what they want, let them do it. You know, that's cool. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Well, church got in an uproar over this. <clears throat> you listen to me. This is how the devil works. The church got in an uproar, and they got in what they call a Facebook dramatization. Boy, that was a good word, even for East End Eli. And uh, they got into a Facebook war. And they got mad because they had her body down at the other church. Now, I'm not mentioning no churches. And I said, what difference does it make? Amen. They wouldn't let me do the officiating. They wouldn't let me preach the funeral. I said, that's fine. I mean, let them do it. I mean, that's okay. And I was praying on my way up there, and I said, God... <laughs> You've heard this before. Lord, if there'd be 20 up there, let me stay. The Lord said, there ain't going to be 20. And I said, Lord, if there'd be 10 up there, y'all have heard this before in the Bible, amen. amen. Let me stay. The Lord said, there ain't going to be 10 up there. He said, there's going to be two, and this is your resignation. I went up there, and there was two people from the church standing over there. And I thought, you know, if we can't come together as born-again believers... 
and honor somebody. I said, boy, didn't we leave a good testimony to the lost right there. I said, boy, we sure showed our true callers right there. I said, lost, laying all over the building. I mean, going to hell. Lost as a hillbilly in New York. Don't know. And, and sitting there looking for something and two people show up. They said, come here. I said, I mean, here we go. So I got up there and I said, what do y'all need? And they said, we'd like for you to read um, the obituary. I said, that'd be fine. And I said, but let me say one thing right after it. And they said, okay. I had to make deals, you know. It's what we preachers have to do anymore. We've got to make deals, you know. And yeah, sometimes. And I said, the obituary, and I read it, and I said, but here's the facts of the matter. I said, what you see right here is a shell. I said, the Spirit has already went on to be with the Lord. And a lot of people got mad at that. But that's how the devil works. They think that this is this person or to be reverence. I can't write no more testimonies. The only thing I can do is write my own testimonies while I'm living and breathing upon this earth. You're writing your own testimony while you're living and breathing upon this earth. And when God takes your last breath, it is over with, it is finished and it's done. So then your testimony is written and they're going to remember you by what you did in this world. I want you to know this. I want my boys to say he was a faithful man. He was a good man. He honored God. He loved his wife. He loved his children. But bless God more than anything, I remember the day that daddy told me that he got born again. Amen. And he was washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Though my sins be as scarlet, they're going to be as white as snow one day. Hallelujah. Whoever's coming, y'all come on. If you get anything out of this message, you give God to praise. But here's what I want you to do. This doesn't mean you lost, church. You got a revival coming up. You got lost people that's going to come through them doors and they're looking for something. They're looking for an answer. Some of them's going to be fighting cancer. They're going to be looking for healing. They're going to be looking for a touch of God. They're going to be looking for something. Right now's the time to get in shape for this revival that's coming up. Well, how am I going to get in shape? I mean, we've only got a week. Bless God, there's an altar right here. Amen. I seen men when, bless God, I about shouted whenever we came in. I said, hallelujah, there's men lined up all over this place. I told my son, I said, get up here, we're going to pray with them, hallelujah. That's what I want, amen. I want to be with God's people that want to pray, amen. But how are we going to get this fixed? How am I going to get things right? You hit this altar and you tell God what you need, what you want. Lord, I've got a lost loved one that's getting ready to go to hell. I've got a child that's on dope. Why don't you hit this altar and say, Lord, here I am. This is what I need. Maybe I'm feeling about half dead in this Revival's coming up. I'd like to be a little bit more spiritual in my walk with God. Amen. You want you just go ahead and come on this way and say, God, just fully restore me. I just need something from you. Amen. Brothers, you go ahead and you sing however you want to. Thank you for having me. If you get anything out of this message, you give God the praise.